Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio by myself today. Uh, Grizz is out filming somewhere in mainland Mexico. Oh, I think he's in Loreto filming his uh, movie. He's becoming a movie star. A uh, couple of things I would like to mention is that Fish Talk Radio, in conjunction with uh, um, Real Fun Adventures, puts trips together for our listeners and because of the relationships we have with different resorts all over the world, we offer some incredible, incredible deals and prices. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in the response that we've been getting this year. So if you're interested, hey, give us a call. Uh, we're, you know, still, we've got a trip uh, planned for Alaska and uh, we've got some stuff going on in Mexico. And we would appreciate hearing from you as to what you may like to do or, you know, or something that uh, even if we don't have it offered, we can probably fix you up with. And then also we can take good care of you if you want to spend uh, some time in a condo in Cabo San Lucas that I can give you, you know, a half price deal on as a listener. So give us a call or go to the fishtalkradio.com. And at the bottom of each page is where it says Cabo Condo. You can check that out. Um, or you can get in touch with me personally, and I will I will take your call it's, it's at any time of the day. You know, just don't call me in the middle of the night if you can avoid it. But who knows where you are in the world. So my number is 805-207-3522. That's 805-207-3522. We'd love to hear from you, even if you've just, uh, you know, got some... Uh, a problem with something that we do on the radio. Let us know so we can fix it for you. But we certainly would appreciate that. And then we've got some great stuff in uh, mainland Mexico and Magdalena Bay and La Paz and Cabo San Lucas. And it looks like uh, our engineer is telling me that it's time to get off the, uh, the air right now. And we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show anytime that you want, as many times as you want, by going to fishtalkradio.com. I appreciate that. And we'll be right back with you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. For your outdoor adventure in the West, calparksco.com is required. Calparks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. Calparks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. They're in the water, look at them shine. There goes a big one, that one of mine. Play out my reel now, just how I feel now. Look to my fly rod, I got me a trial. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have with us... Not quite in studio, but uh, Trish, I don't even know where you are right now, but I know that you've been busy. You've been doing a lot of traveling, and you, I, I think, I'm trying to get it right. You're the basically the southern section of uh, um, Cal Parks Company, but you pretty much work all of the different uh, marinas in, in parks throughout the West Coast, from Oregon all the way down to close to the Los Angeles area. That's correct. So, yeah. and your your title is something about um, Grand Poopa Executive Director. Yeah. <laughs> Regional Southern California Regional Marketing Manager. There you go. And I know that you've been out visiting all these uh, different parks and reservoirs and lakes. So let's get, get an update. It's so exciting. This year has it, been so interesting. It is. It is. It's what's, what's really exciting, uh, we have at, at Diamond Valley Lakes, we have our wildflower um, uh, hiking trails, and people have just, by the thousands, have been coming. So mm-hmm. it's been really beautiful. Uh, we love we love this time of year. We have all the wildflowers. And, and even better, all of our lakes are getting um, stocked right now with fish. So, mm-hmm. of course, that's always exciting for all of our um, all of our guests that come and come mm-hmm. fishing with us. So, in fact, we just had a fish plant at, um, where is it? 
Lake Hennet a couple days ago, and and then Lake Gregory. We got a fish plant yesterday, and having another one. We have a trout derby coming up on May 27th, and giving away five thousand dollars worth of cash prizes. So anybody who wants to sign up, it's a lot of fun. We usually have about three hundred. Uh, fishermen on the lake. Something that we're doing different that I'm really excited to share is um, for our our different derbies that we have at our different lakes, we're doing something called a real-time notification system. So what happens is we typically do, uh, we measure by length of fish versus weight. And so uh, instead of making all the guys coming back in measuring their their live fish, we say, hey, um, our leaderboard has, uh, we have an eight you know, a, I don't know, like a foot-long rainbow trout, or we've got 10 inches, or we've got 7 inches. So basically, if you don't measure up to that, stay on the lake and keep fishing. There you so it's go. kind of it's kind of a cool system that that we're setting up and piloting this year. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is too is that you know one of the things that that we should at least touch on is mm-hmm. you know fishing is in, in outdoor activities have I, I don't know if they've declined but it seems like there seems to be a bit of a resurgence but you know putting um, a kid in the wilds or on the lake as opposed to you know playing a, a, a fishing video or on your laptop or whatever it is uh, mm-hmm. is it, so critically important and it's memories and you know when we start this time of the year is when you've got to start thinking about maybe taking a little family trip someplace and we don't care if you're in New York, Florida, Nebraska, and you want to do a road trip. California has got such tremendous opportunities and different mm-hmm. diversity that uh, that you really right. should think about. And with what you guys do, yeah, if you've got a, uh, you know, a big 34-foot motorhome and you, you need full hookups, you guys can take care of them. But you know, if you've got a little compact car and a pup tent on the top, that, that works just fine, doesn't that it? That works just fine. Come on over. Yeah, we have. And, you know, something that I think we ta- touched on last time was San Antonio, uh, Lake San Antonio just opened for the first time in three years, and people are putting their houseboats. Uh, out oh. there, and which we haven't been able to do in, now, in a long time. San Antonio, so that's right below Nascimento, right? It is. It's it's about twenty miles north. So it's I know Monterey. It's in Monterey County. Oh, okay. So I think it's actually north. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I could be wrong. I've been there. Been there, but when I drive, I, I'm I, I, I'm not really great at my direction. Maybe <laughs> yeah. so. But I know it's beautiful, and uh, it's actually one of the, um, we have a lot of campgrounds, and it's really exciting to see San Antonio open. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's green and lush, and we've got a ton of trees, and and then of course Nacimiento has a, a great camping and and lodging as well. And, well, what uh, we should probably do is we should have a contest <laughs> for anybody that can spell the name that you just said. We'll, mm. give, we'll give them something. Actually, we will. Like want, yeah, yeah. Some, if somebody wants to, uh, without looking it up on the Internet, if someone wants to uh, uh, send a text to 805-207-3522, and we don't want to give you enough time to, to look it up, if you can spell Nascimento, um, I guess it's an Indian word, but uh, it is, you know, it, it's huge. And you've and got, it's, a dra- it's, it's the shape of a dragon, so I'm, I'm assuming Nascimento is, is, uh, is a dragon. Oh, 
Well, we learn something all the time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, well, the thing is, it's so big. And the thing about Nascimento is that you've got, um, you know, water skiing, you've got fishing, you've got, you know, res, you know just, you know, resorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got so much opportunity. <clears throat> and, again, there's so much in California. We'd love to have the people from, um, you know, neighboring states to, to, to come by and visit some of the Cal Parks. And you have, was it, 24 different facilities yeah and we and and growing um so we are we are definitely going to keep adding new properties i actually for the first time went up to big basin which is the oldest california state park uh, in redwoods and wow the trails have you been there john no i have not Mm-mm. That is a place to go if you like to do if you like hiking. But um, it is just absolutely gorgeous and huge. Of course, redwoods and it's by Santa Cruz. So well, if if you're looking, you know, at uh, what you're going to be doing uh, for summer vacation, definitely um, it's c a l p a r k s c o dot com. Is that what it is? Correct. Now it's it you know Cal Parks sounds like something that's government, uh, but it's not. It's a it's a it's a private enterprise, and you guys have um, a diversity you know all over the West Coast. And but uh, you know it's very interesting this time of the year because of the snowfall and the snowpack, and something that's I know you don't have a facility at Mammoth Lakes, but from what I understand, the uh, Mammoth Mountain. This year, for I think the first time in history, is going to keep one run open the entire year, so it's wow. it's never going to close. Uh, now, I frequently, not frequently, but sometimes in the past they've had enough snow, uh, but they closed down because people stopped going. But they're going to try something different this year, and that gives you kind of an idea of the snowpack on the on the Sierras. And of course, the the parks that you have, you've got a lot in the you know in in that area. And then uh, the runoff goes down into the other lakes that you have in Southern California. So we've got plenty of water and plenty of yeah. fish. And, and the other thing is you get trout plants, but you've got a, a lot of different variety of fishing. Yeah, we do. We <clears throat> A lot of people actually like to uh, come to Diamond Valley for uh, our large and smallmouth bass. Mm-hmm. And I know we have uh, we have catfish, striper, uh, is it red deer, sunfish, mm-hmm. um, brown and rainbow trout, and I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> but um, that's that's pretty much kind well, of well. Something cool. something real quick, which is interesting, is because uh, uh, the lake that you're talking about in Diamond Valley is a is a oh. water reserve for um, Southern California. But when it was built, it was specifically designed to be a fish habitat. So and they you know they stocked it and uh, you know waited for a couple of years before they opened, and so it really is a tremendous fishery. It is, it, and, and it is a tremendous fishery, and it also is a beautiful, beautiful lake. So I know it's kind of a more of a desert lake, but when you're on that lake, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Right. And, and people bring their own uh, boats, but we also have a really big fleet, and mm-hmm. I jump on a pontoon and just go out and relax. It's there a very 
peaceful, very peaceful. There you go. And just, you know, it doesn't. if the kids want to get up and run around on a pontoon boat, no problem. They don't have to tell them to sit down and shut up. But, That's uh, right. <laughs> it's it's roomy. Yeah, yeah, we're good. There you go. <laughs> okay, Trish, uh, it's such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I appreciate that. We'll be in touch with you real soon. It's C-A-L-P-A-R-K-S. CO.com and just pick your place, right? That's right. We got plenty. Thanks, Trish. Bye. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Like control, watch your If it smells like fish, you can do as you wish. If it smells like flow, just leave it alone.
short and narrow, ain't talking wide. With trees and boulders on either side. A big old crack here, a pothole there. I keep calling the cat park, but they don't seem to care. Spring is here, water's clear. Same old problem, different. I got the launch ramp blues. 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 Well, it's a macho thing when you get down to it. I've heard all the tips, got all the answers. Now if I take your advice, I seem to screw it up faster. Spring is here, water's clear. Same old problem, different year. I got the launch ramp blues. Launch ramp blues. Launch ramp blues. Launch ramp blues. Centered and snug, but I can't seem to remember if I put in the plug. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And I think it's going to be that time of the year. We have the pleasure of uh, Bart, Bart Lamarth from Ross Reels on the line with us. And I think it's time to talk a little bit about fly fishing. Uh, what do you think, Bart? I love it. Thanks for having me again, John. All right. Hey, I got to tell you, gosh, was it last week, two weeks ago? I was up uh, at a bishop, and the guy took us out to the uh, uh, Upper Owens, and I've done something that I've never done before. It's called check. Uh, <laughs> check nymphing. <laughs> nymphing, yes. Mm-hmm. And the wind was blowing so bad, but this it, it, it worked. Now, from what I understand, the reason they call it check is that it started in Czechoslovakia. And you know they you know normally you put a you know fly on the you know on the on the end of the line and you maybe put an indicator on there someplace and when the indicator moves you move it but this there was actually three hooks and the upper Owens even though it's a main water supply for Southern California uh, through where we were it was only maybe twenty feet wide something like that. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you just kind of flop the line in the water with three hooks that had, you know, weighted heads. And they go down, and you just kind of follow it down for about 10, 15 feet. And if you're lucky, you know, something would bite it, and you pull it in. But yeah. uh, it, was, it was good because you didn't have to cast into the wind. 
Exactly. And actually, that's, uh, uh, the, you know, it's developed in Czechoslovakia. They've got super, super gin-clear streams, mm-hmm. uh, really wary fish. And what it allows you to do is cover a lot of water with a few casts as well as various depths within the water column. And that's part of the big appeal. And that's why you see a lot of your competitive fly fishing. Uh, that's what folks do. They're limited usually to two hooks, uh, but that's the type of style they'll use because you can cast no matter what the conditions are. Uh, like you were experiencing, John, nice and simple and out of, you know, no wind. The wind doesn't well, exist at that point. <laughs> well, that's, I would hate to call it a cast. <laughs> Fair. Basically, basically, all you do is flop it you know, yep. into the water mm-hmm. and, and then just kind of follow it down for a little bit, try and keep the line, you know, there's no uh, loops in it. So when you feel something, you lift it up. But it was, uh, it was, it was, I've never done that before. It was interesting. And yeah. in the wind, man, there's no way we could have thrown that thing up into the wind. Oh, it, and that's the really nice thing about it. You are a little flopping it a little more, as you say, than anything, but it's real advantageous, and especially spots where you're real tight. Mm-hmm. And that's also why the checks developed it is, you know, they're in these really tiny 20-foot-wide streams with mm-hmm. uh, trees on each side. Making casts and presentations is tough, whereas you're doing that, now, you're, hey, you're getting it right where it needs to be. Well, when you got an 11-foot rod and <laughs> the river's only yeah. 20 feet wide, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not that difficult. Well, nope, put it, it right, on their, right on their dome. <laughs> yeah, it was difficult for me, but that's a different story. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but this is the time of year uh, that people are starting to get excited. They're getting their equipment out, and they're getting their boats out, and they're getting their uh, equipment uh, put together and tying flies. Well, actually, they probably did that over the winter. But uh, this is a very exciting time of the year. Oh, absolutely. You're seeing trout openers in a lot of the states in the uh, east and the Midwest Mm -hmm. um, happened, if not uh, on April 1st and on May 1st. And so everybody's kind of gearing up. The ice is finally going away in some of our northern states. And you can uh, get out there and, uh, you know, start wetting the line, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And it it is. You know, uh, know, I'm I'm not, um, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't call myself an expert. Um, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably be pushing it if I said I was a 5 or 6. But uh, uh, it is it, it works. It really works. And that's that's the difference is, you know, I, I have no problem with spin casting or trolling or, you know, I do probably more um, blue water fishing than anything else. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the thing about fly fishing is that it, it, it just works. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, there are times, you know, you know, I've talked about it on the air before, John, there are times when a guy with a fly rod will even mm-hmm. out fish a conventional bass fisherman if conditions mm-hmm. are right, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just happens to be one of the more effective uh, techniques, especially a lot of these small streams where you need to be a little quieter, have a little more delicate presentation, mm-hmm. and want to mimic these insects. Oh, yeah. Well, the guide, when we were walking up to the river, he says, okay, I want you to about 30 feet back, I want you to get down to the low crawl. <laughs> to the stream. <laughs> so I think sometimes because, you can get a little crazy with it, but, and, and you know. Because you may not be able to see them, but they can see you. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried that for about two minutes. <laughs> and did, decided it was a lot easier just to walk up and, and, and flop it in the water. Absolutely. But, but uh, um, and, of course, the water was not gin clear like it, it would be later on in the year. But, um, you know, they can still, you have to remember that, uh, you know, their camouflage system is such that uh, you, you don't see them. I think really all you can see is the shadow they cast if you're lucky, but they can, but they can see you. 
It, it's amazing. There's, uh, you know, we're, our factory here is in Montrose, Colorado. We've got the famous Gunnison River just up the road. Oh, yeah. And this time of year is when all the rainbows start getting ready to spawn. Actually, we're kind of post-spawn now, but you'll see them running around, and you'll see a 22, 23-inch fish just in a foot and a half of water. You'll see it come up or move around, and then you lose it. You know, you've got the best polarized shades in the world. You've got the grit, best angle. You're 10 feet up the shore looking down at it. And it's like, how does this thing that's bright silver and pink and blue and just, just vanish in a yeah. thin air? You know, it's amazing. Well, it's the camouflaging they have on the top. And it's like, again, you know, when you're when you're looking in the water, you, you can't really be looking for the fish. Like, if you, you know, out of 18 inches, maybe you can see them. But you have to kind of look more at the rocks on the bottom and look for a shadow that the fish is casting. Exactly. And that's really how we found it, more the movement. You know, the movement will catch your eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see that. And the same thing with these brown trout. You know, they're not even technically indigenous to the U.S. I mean, they, you know, they're from, from over in Europe and were introduced. But same thing with our water. That camouflage just comes into play and just mm-hmm. they just naturally disappear. Well, you know, rainbows are probably the predominant fish for fly fishing because, you know, because they plant because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you don't mind, uh, I know you know a lot more than I do about trout. What is what is indigenous? Uh, I know that in down where I live in California, they talk about um, the native trout and they don't, you know, they, you have to use a, um, a fish that cannot uh, breed because they don't want to dilute the natural mm-hmm. gene, genealogy of the fish. Well, are you kidding me? I mean, they, they've been planting fish for a hundred years, oh, and, you're more tra- than that. and you're trying to tell me that there are actually fish that are uh, that are pure um, native or whatever they are. And I know rainbows have been in the United States for quite some time, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if there's. I mean, maybe a golden trout at ten thousand feet. You hit it. That, that was the first one I was going to go. The the, the tr- only truly indigenous fish that I'm aware of. You know, some mm-hmm. listeners might be able to correct me. Know a few more. Uh, to the U.S. are the rainbow trout, the brook trout, the golden trout, like you uh-huh. just mentioned, which is my personal favorite, um, and the cutthroat trout. Mm. Um, you have little variations here and there, uh, but generally speaking, that's the same. Now, the, where they were located is a whole different matter. Um, you know, east of the Mississippi, you weren't finding anything but brook trout. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know, and, and they thrived all the way down to Florida because you had these huge canopies of, of, of a lot of pine trees, actually, back in the day when we were first colonizing the country. Mm-hmm. And so it kept these streams nice and cold. And so that was a predominant indigenous fish. Well, brook trout are normally, you think of them as being like six, eight inches long, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they'll get there and they'll get all the way up to three foot long, you know, if oh. they're given the right conditions. Okay. Um, now, the rainbow trout basically took over the country, and that was by humans. That's what we did. There's a great book out there called An Entirely Synthetic Fish. Um, and is, it, that, it, is that by, uh, what's his name, Halverson? Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it yeah. Is. And that just kind of taught, it's a wonderful read on how they started, in, they found them mostly in California, and then yeah. sent them all over. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll give you well, a per- well, perfect... Bart, Bart, I don't want to cut you off, hmm? but would, would you mind hanging around with us for another segment? Sure, I've got a great story about this here. Okay, we right, we're going to take a three-minute break, and we're going to be right back, uh, and we got to find out a little bit about Russ Reels and, of course, the other company that you've acquired. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be right back with you. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Back to work on Monday's condition. Yeah, back to work on Monday's condition. 
The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. It's a beautiful day, oh, what do you say, let's go fishing. What a wonderful way to spend the day just a fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Henning in our studio, and we have Bart on the line, Bart Larmouth from Ross Reels. And um, how long ago did you take over, Abel, Bart? Well, it was a, in 2014. We both came under the same, um, we're sister companies technically, and we're both owned by Mayfly Outdoors, mm-hmm. a little private group here out of, Cal- out of Colorado. Um, and we just recently brought Abel uh, out here to Colorado with us. So we're doing the mm-hmm. um, machining and that sort of thing here in Montrose, where we make our Ross reels. And we're doing still our real custom anodization, if any of your listeners are familiar with our product, um, still out in Camarillo near you guys. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that it, well, I mean, Abel is, you know, <laughs> it, it's a top. Well, just to kind of give a perspective, um, 
I think the reason that I first talked to you is a friend of mine that was a, um, a guide, fly fishing guide. And we were talking about, and I said, well, who do you recommend? And he says, well, for quality and price, it's Ross. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I use. And, you know, I would say that, you know, to give a perspective, and I want to qualify it first. I don't want to keep rambling. But when you buy a piece of equipment and it lasts you for generations, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any difference what the initial cost up front was. Absolutely. Because it gets amortized over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you get the right stuff and it works, uh, you know, and it'll it last forever, you know, a few dollars more at the front end, it is, it, you know, loses that real quick. Mm-hmm. But as, to put it in perspective, I am, I could be wrong, but let me give you an idea. Let's say that uh, Ross reels probably run like maybe three to six hundred. Yeah, that's and about it, right. And then the, uh, uh, the Able probably go from like 500 on up. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> you were right on. It's the uh, we joke. It's the um, Toyota versus Lexus, uh, mm-hmm. Volkswagen Audi kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the big thing you see is just the fit and finish with the Ables. You know, we have a lot more hand work done yeah. with those. Guys are hand polishing them, and we have a proprietary process where we can hand anodize. Uh, and basically, so it's not paint on a reel, but it is actually anodized in the metal, and it creates um, a pattern that looks like a fish, um, as well as custom colors. Um, well, I, if people are, are proud of the equipment that they use, and you know whether you're a mechanic or a carpenter, you know if you got the right tools, you take care of it, you're proud of what you have. Mm-hmm. But fishing is a whole different uh, genre. I mean, that, that really is. I mean, you spend probably as much time polishing and looking and than you do on yeah, the water. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all about how you look, John. You should yeah, know this. Yeah. But uh, other than, you know, the way that they look and feel, give us some ideas on what's different about, you know, a $100 reel or a $500 reel or a sure. $1,000 reel. Well, you end up with uh, the easiest answer right off the bat is where it's made. Um, you know, we've had a huge influx in the last, in, heck, just five to ten years uh, of quality, you know, pretty decent reels coming out of Korea. Uh, and you're seeing more and more manufacturers that will, you know, just have design it here and have it built over there and send back. And so that's kind of your low-end $100 reel scenario. You're not going to have the quality. You're not going to have the fit and finish of an American product. It's just mass-produced, get-it-out kind of scenario. Um Whereas you start to get into that kind of what we say Ross range of like you know 200 all the way up to four or 500, and you've got something that's made entirely in the U.S. with real attention to detail, uh, with good quality parts, and like you said, it's something that's going to be generational. You know, we've got we've been in business 40 years, and we still have you know grandkids bringing in their grandfather's reel for for just service. Mm-hmm. You know, it works great. Um, and then the next step up from that uh, is you know your Ables, and where you have these really high end features, as well as, again, the fit and finish and the, the hand-polished, you know, just real the beauty, you know, as much an art piece and a conversation piece as it is a really, really, um, you know, crazy well, well, mechan- awesome reel. Mechanically, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, basically when you're fly fishing, the reel is just someplace to store the fly line. That's, 
that, you know, long, long and short of it, John, that's really what it is. I joke, it's just the fancy fancy line holder is really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, frequently, what, yeah, frequently you never even get down to the, you know, to the uh, the fly line or the bad mm-hmm. thing. Very true. And it all depends what you're doing. Like, well, your blue water stuff obviously becomes more important. Mm-hmm. And so to see those price increases, you start seeing uh, products with uh, what's called a sealed drag system, something very high-tech with multiple drag discs in there trying to um, create pressure without... Um, failure and really nice and smooth. Uh, the Able Super Series still uses actually a cork drawbar kind of system. So it's actually a cork disc in there because cork is still one of the best materials we have out there for dissipating heat. Mm-hmm. And so you see a lot of, you know, that is another expensive product. That's something we've got to do a lot of handwork on to make that as uh, efficient as can be. And then you see little bells and whistles, you know, aluminum hardware, um, you know, just different configurations, different real, different porting, you know, cuts and machining in the reels that make them lighter and stronger. So it ends up being a really kind of interesting mix as far as what happens. Uh, I used to joke that every time you put another hole in a reel, you have to charge an extra five bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you're talking about the drag systems, and assuming you've got a, you know, hopefully you've got a fish on, you'll have to put on the reel and use the drag. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, the, the drag system, I guess, you know, Originally, they you know you just used the palm of your hand was the drag. Correct. But uh, you know, tell us about the drag system and different types, and you know, sure. and why one costs so much more than the other. Well, you, you, I think we've talked about way long ago on here, John. But the the big difference between a fly reel and a conventional reel is that a fly reel is what we call direct drive, meaning if you're reeling, no line can go out. It's not anti-reverse, mm-hmm. and so. You've got to keep your hand off that reel if you want line to go out of that thing. And so we use different types of materials to get that reel as line's coming out to slow down. It's basically, it's a brake. The drag system is a brake, let's be honest. Um, and some of your more simple, simple ones are just a little disc drag. So all it is is a single disc of, say, Rulon or a te- some Teflon-based material put up against aluminum or stainless steel washer, and then you crank down and it smushes it. And that adds, your, that adds your drag. Nice and simple, one of the less expensive ones. Then you get into uh, really more complex systems like our new Evolution R, where we have uh, seven different discs in there of carbon fiber and stainless steel. And that, and now you have all that pressure times a multiple of seven, and that gives you that much more strength mm-hmm. than that. And then you take the next step up to, say, the Able Seal Drag, which is our new top of the line there, designed for saltwater use um, and real big stuff. You're looking at 16 discs that are all about the size of a quarter. So nice and big, and so you can put an absolute ton of pressure on there. I mean, they, we're getting in excess of 20 pounds of drag pressure out of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing that dry, you know, drives up the price once you well, start having say, uh, 20, 20 pounds of drag pressure, that's when you're using like 60, 80-pound test line. Absolutely. You know, your, your guys are chasing a giant Trevally and that sort of thing. That's what they're looking for. They need to, they need to stop that sucker, and it is tough. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't even touched on, on uh, saltwater, which is becoming more and more popular all the time. Mm-hmm. As, as you know, I spend a lot of time in Baja, and it's uh, Costa Rica, you know, I think they probably got more into it before, you know, we did in Baja, but it's becoming more and more, you know, the thing where people want to get a sailfish or a marlin um, or, or anything. The thing about fly fishing, especially is in, in down there, is they have uh, some fish that you may not consider table fare, but they sure fight hard. Oh, and they're a lot of fun. It's, you know, the... Uh, uh, the jacks and you know and the mm-hmm. needlefish and ladyfish and things that are just fight like but 
you know, you're not going to kill them anyway. So what difference does it make? Oh, exactly. And that's, I mean, the perfect example of that is bonefish. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of the premier fish to catch on a fly rod. Mm-hmm. And you don't eat them. You throw them back, every, every single one of them, both for conservation right. reasons as well as not the tastiest thing in the world. Well, that's right. why they call them bonefish, right? They're all full, <laughs> exactly. full of bones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know how often you get uh, into the Caribbean or, or, or do that kind of stuff, but you know you you, you make the stuff, so obviously you got to go out and try it out once in Absolutely. a while. Absolutely, yeah. It, the, the answer is never enough. That yeah. is all. That is always the answer. Is never enough. Yeah. You know that, and it. You know, you're, we're starting to see it really spread too, as far as you know, into the warm water sector with bass, and honestly, one of my favorite things to catch on a fly rod is uh, our gar. You know, spotted gar, alligator oh, yeah. gar. Oh yeah. Yeah. What a riot. The poor man's oh, tarpon, I call it. Yeah, they're ugly fish, but, yeah, they, they're tough. They're tough. They tail walk. They go all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I always I used to live in Texas for a little bit, and one of my friends was a semi-pro bass fisherman. I call him semi because he showed up at two tournaments a year and thought he was a pro. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, as, long throwing... as, he gets, as long as he gets to wear the badges, right? Exactly, yeah, all the fancy gear. But he had the nice bow, would let me go, and until I started throwing casts around, around tree trunks and such and start catching yeah. fish, and that's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, you know, we're getting more and more, and I understand they're kind of changing the uh, the regulations a little bit about allowing more fly fishing for the mm-hmm. bass tournaments, where I think, what do they do? As long as the rod is not more than a certain length or something? Correct. That, uh, I, be- I believe it's seven foot, I'm not sure if it's seven foot, six inches or two inches. Yeah. And you're seeing some of the big companies like Sage and Scott coming out with some shorter rods mm-hmm. um, specifically designed for that. And I only half joke that the first guy to place in a in a decent bass tournament with a fly rod, he's going to be rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People will be lining up to help him out for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, that was, uh, and, well, you know, the, talking about professionals, uh, trout is probably still the primary fish for people to go out and catch because they plant them and it's, you know, it's traditional and we never yeah. did get a chance to go in and talk about what well, a rainbow and stuff is, but, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the money is in bass fishing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, there's as much as we get flack for, I mean, I'll be honest, my, my personal fly outfit is probably 1200 bucks that I go out and fish with at retail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Scott Radian and, and our evolution and the Ross Evolution R. And, you know, I've got some buddies, like I say, the bass guys that said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you spend that much. And I said, let's start adding up how yeah. much those rods in that locker are. Well, <laughs> and that boat. Only, and that well, yeah, but what, what about the $60,000 <laughs> bass boat? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the truck to haul it. There you go. You know, it's all how we put, how we, yeah. how we put that way. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a break, and, you know, hopefully we can keep you going here if we can. But sure. But appreciate you taking the time. This is so much fun, and we've got to spend more time talking about fly fishing. And even, even if you are an absolute beginner. There's some simple ways to do it. Maybe we'll mention that. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishandtalkradio.com. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NascimentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. 
Vietnam. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Vagabundos Domoir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Domoir also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Big old trout, Big just old as trout. cool as the evening shade. Well, I toss my line and I haul it up. I think I've got it made. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in the studio, and man, this has been so much fun, Bart. Likewise. Uh, and uh, but right before we left, we've been talking about rainbows, which is you know predominantly the probably the most caught fish in the United States. But uh, um, and we didn't even get into you know the bass aspect of it. But you said something about uh, a story on rainbows that you wanted to share. Just to show how how uh, spread out they are and how we did it. Uh, the Delaware River, where I grew up fishing um, on the Northeast, we actually had have rainbow trout in it that are technically their own genetic strain now, because about 120 years ago, they were tra- they were transporting by train fingerling rainbows from the McLeod River out in California, which is where pretty much all of our rainbows in the country came from, hmm. out to a hatchery called Cold Spring. And it broke down in this town called Calicoon, say that five <laughs> times fast, in the middle of summertime. And what they ended up doing is they ended up dumping it right in a 
uh, 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 Spring Creek that was right there. They had the the biologist was there. He's like, hey, let's give him a chance. They dumped him in the river. Didn't think anything of it. And people kept in the Delaware River kept catching fish, rainbows every now and then and wondered where they came from. And as soon as they put the dams in, they put some uh, oh. diversion dams in there that uh, turned it into a tailwater. All of a sudden, the water got cold and all these rainbows started coming up. And they traced it back to what happened. And that was just an accidental one. And that's how we ended up one of the best. That's one of the best rainbow fisheries in the country. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just said, you know, that there's, there, there is a lot of science, uh, but you know, the, I don't want to get into steelhead and, and uh, how much money is spent on protecting a species, which is pretty much a rainbow trout. Um, but, you know, there are some slight genetic differences. But, again, you know, well, first of all, rainbows taste good. They're fun to catch. And, uh, God, I haven't had one this year, and I, I didn't keep any from when we went up to... Uh, um, to to Bishop, I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, but uh, and they're hardy fish. That's part of the reason they, they transported them is they they can yeah. do very well in um, a myriad of different environments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, you know, and of course, we're supposed to be talking about fly fishing, which mm-hmm. basically we are. But you know, all I can say is that the more I learn about fly fishing, the more I realize you know, how productive it can be. And you can catch fish on a fly that you would, you know, I mean, hey, I'll tell you what, night crawlers, they still work really well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, but, but using a fly, if you want to take a little bit, uh, you know, I know that if you're, you know, you're on a summer vacation and you want to take your son or daughter out and, you know, and, and catch a fish, it's a lot of fun. Um, but don't be afraid of, of uh, using a fly and, and learning a little bit about how to do it because it really is um, normally much more effective. Absolutely, and it's uh, the big thing, like you said, John. Is don't be, don't be intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just something different. You can learn how to do it, and you can make it as much as you want. You want to mm-hmm. just pick up a rod and occasionally go have some fun. That's great. You can go total nerd like me and get yeah. down to everything, including oh, the bugs you know, and entomology. As a matter of fact, a convict like that by Bishop some years ago. Oh. That some guy had a spinning rod, and he put a woolly bugger on the end of it. And he was slamming them. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, I don't know if it's fair or not, but, yeah, using a fly on a spinning rod. But uh, some people would, would get really upset with that. But, hey, it works. Hey, you know, I, I, I can't judge as why they sell those little clear bubbles to put dry, cast dry flies out there. Yeah. And, and that's the big difference, one of the biggest differences between conventional and, and fly and why you need that bubble is a fly, in fly fishing, you're actually casting the fly line. Yeah. You know, right. instead of the lure, that weight right. spread out over the fly line, as you know, right. John, versus the right. yeah, having a big just, plug on the end. Right. Well, we're going to have to do this again, Bart. It uh, looks like we're out of time on that, but I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, you know, to give us some tips and explain a little bit about fly rods. Hopefully you would pay attention. If not, go back to fishtalkradio.com and listen to uh, the conversation, and I think you're going to pick up a few things up you might have missed. But at fishtalkradio.com. And, Bart, we appreciate you having you on with Ross Reels and Abel. Uh, and I will talk to you real soon. You gone fishing.